Secrets are all we have left. You are in a maze of twisty little passages, all alike. Time to start a fire, crack open a can of tab, and settle in for Founder Quest. I see we've got doom and gloom on the uh, on the agenda today. <laughs> oh yeah, I put doom and gloom on the agenda. Nice. It's a good thing we had that reminder that there's doom and gloom because otherwise we'd forget. I mean, we do kind of tend to um, be a little bit flip, or by we I mean me. <laughs> the jokes are my way of coping with the world. Yeah, it's um, we're we're joking through the tears now. <laughs> In the past couple episodes of Founder Quest trademark, we kind of just were dealing with the fallout of like having to be home in quarantine and all that and just sort of talking about how it's affected our work lives and stuff and we really hadn't at that point stopped to figure out exactly like okay what does this mean in terms of like our business because like you know there's obviously an economic downturn in progress and we don't really know how that's going to pan out so that's what this podcast is going to be about you know since then we sort of went into conclusion we had a like our first ever remote conclave, we'll talk a little bit about that and the process we use for that, which actually turned out to be kind of awesome. Like we're still here though, right? We're still shipping errors to people. We are. Yeah, we're still here. We're still. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, we oh we missed God. the still catching errors. We missed a um a podcast last week for the first time in a while, I think. And uh, yeah, I think it was the doom and gloom were hitting us. It was getting real. Yeah, it was it was hitting us last week. I think I don't know about you you all but i was i was just kind of too i was too bummed out to really record yeah i was kind of in the same boat and since we've been talking about covid the past couple of weeks i was like you know what i just don't want to <laughs> record we, another podcast can we record <laughs> another yeah yeah <laughs> yeah i think um, everybody's kind of sick of it at this point i know i am last night i was sitting on the couch with my partner and we were chatting i was just like i've got to think about something to talk about other than like the state of the world other than you know like our kid who we're with like you know constantly now because she's home from daycare mm -hmm. and it was you know food food like cooking was i think our savior then because like we both like to cook we've been um actually eating very well because um who knows how long that's gonna last right uh -huh. um, so you might as well enjoy life while you got it and when you got all this time on your I hands mean, yeah it's weird it's like there's certain tasks you can do with a kid, like you can cook dinner with a kid, you know, underfoot, but you can't really record a podcast with a kid <laughs> underfoot. You can't yeah. really like write with the kid underfoot or I, yeah. I don't know. And by underfoot, I mean like, you know, climbing on top and, you know, hitting you with the broom <laughs> and doing all that, that fun stuff that kids yeah. do. You recorded a, uh, or not recorded, but you, you all did a, didn't you do a Zoom session with your, your daycare? A few weeks back or something like that like oh my gosh kids, yes all they the did. kids First, it was cute but let me tell you like i have like i had a flipping panic attack doing it support for that call because like um i had it all set up like in the computer was hooked up to the tv so that you know all the little kids would be in big mm -hmm. so that it would be i don't know i just thought it would be nicer yeah and I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to move this laptop up here. And in doing so, I jostled the um, HDMI cable, which caused the connection of the TV to, to go down. And then that's for some reason, for some reason that caused my computer to completely like freeze up for like five minutes. Naturally. Yeah. Until it just magically popped back up 
like nothing had happened. Oh, did it come back to like, was everyone still there? No, they were gone. Oh, okay. It, so like, I it don't know if it, it rebooted. They, yeah, I don't know if just it just, back. yeah, I don't know if, if like the screen just shut off. Uh -huh. You know, I was trying to force power it down and everything, but it just like, it's just like, nope, sorry. Yeah. We're on break. Speaking of Zoom, I guess we could, we could mention that we've been, we've been playing with alternatives this week, right? We, we use yeah. Zoom for our podcast, but we decided this week, you know, with all the security craziness around Zoom, we decided, oh, let's try some of the other stuff that's out there. We tried, uh, what, Hangouts? And we tried uh, Jitsi, mm -hmm. and they're just not as good as Zoom, unfortunately. So, I yeah. mean, like Zoom, Zoom got one thing at least right, which w might be the cause of their security concerns, but it's very easy to use, like, and it, and it works well. So there's very low friction, but apparently yeah. <laughs> there's also very low friction I mean, for like randos to like join your call and, <laughs> <laughs> and yell at you. The video conferencing just works better. Like, yeah. I'm sorry, but it's like, it seems like all the web-based ones all have a similar, they all have a bit more glitchiness mm -hmm. in terms of the video. And it's just kind of annoying. Yeah, that, that to me is the is it. Like Zoom is just, the, the video is better, period. Like, yeah. yeah. And I wonder if that's because they're all like, all, like the web ones, I assume all use WebRTC and that's probably just running all the same like it's probably just running Chrome's web RTC. Mm -hmm. I don't know stuff under the hood. Yeah, yep. yeah. Ben even I can't believe that they're. Well, Ben set up a self-hosted web one that used like web RTC, and uh, yep. I think we had yeah, pretty similar see. results. Yeah, I found this awesome uh, Terraform recipe for yeah. deploying a Jitsi instance, and it was great. It's That's like cool. it was almost one click. You know, yeah. it's pretty awesome. But yeah, just the, world. the video quality just wasn't there. Yep. But hey, if we ever decide to do like huge meet the honey badgers kind of thing with our customers, then that would be a good way to go, right? Yeah, that would. Oh, totally. That'd be a great way to go. So taking us back to last, I wish I had like one of those harp sound effects to like for flashbacks. Yeah. yeah so taking us back to last Friday, we did have a call that was like, normally we would be recording the podcast at 10, but instead we did a call because I had been sort of looking at some numbers in preparation for our conclave and I, you know, given the, the economic situation, I was sort of feeling nervous about those numbers. And, you know, I think Ben had also been looking at sort of numbers around that. And so we decided to have a, have a like serious business meeting instead of doing the, the podcast. And as a result of that, that was one of the shittiest days of my business career, guys, because we had to decide to like postpone our new hire who would actually already made an offer to had accepted like it was a done deal and we had to sort of walk back on that and postpone it in is yeah. you know in as nice of a way possible in a way that doesn't that you know we try not to leave them out to dry or anything but like we just couldn't go through with a hire yeah and she was so she yeah was that going really to be sucked. starting what like the end of this month i think yeah but, i think um, so it was gonna be yeah it was gonna be a little later but we moved it up we had moved it up due to the whole situation. Yeah, that sucked. Yeah, that was absolutely brutal. Top negative thing I think that has happened since starting Honey Badger. Yeah, that was rough. Ben had to uh, was the one had to be the one to to break the news. Uh, ben, you've had you've pretty much driven the process, the hiring process. So yeah, Ben had to take the bullet on that. Yeah, one. Star was gracious enough to offer to do that and take that one for me. Yeah, but you know. Yeah, I had been the one that had done most interaction with all the candidates. So it seemed like it was more reasonable for, for me to do that. 
But like Star, you mentioned, you know, we were looking at finances. We were getting ready to start our conclave on the following Monday. And so we were getting ready for that. And so we decided to have that emergency meeting on Friday instead of doing our podcast. And talking through that, walking through that was just brutal as we looked at our finances. And we're at this point back to where we were in January. Like we've had enough cancellations or churn or whatever, what have you, people not signing up, you know, all of the above, that now our revenue numbers are back where they were at January. And, you know, we do play the numbers pretty conservatively when it comes to money. We, we don't try to spend ahead of revenue. And, you know, we had the budget for that higher, uh, and now we don't. And that's, that's just, yeah, heartbreaking. Yeah. And it's, uh, yeah, the budget can just go away like that, I guess. Yeah. Sometimes things don't, don't continue on like you expect them to. Yeah. So we had to make that decision. Ultimately, it was the right call because, you know, we had to protect our current employees and everything. And I don't know, you get like, had we gone through with the hire, we would have been in a, in a situation where down the road, like, even though we had savings and everything, we would have put ourselves in a situation that where we would have like probably not been able to keep her on after, you know, a while. Right. And that just seemed like that would just, that, that seemed like even worse than just like, it seemed like the kindest thing in the circumstances was just to sort of take the hit now and uh, just, yeah, just try and, and uh, deal with it now. Yeah. I mean, I think we're, we're very conservative when it comes to this stuff. So, so yeah, I think like we're, we also want to make sure that we are, taking care of our current, our, you know, our other employees too. Like we want to make sure that, you know, the people that we can, that we can employ, that we can employ them well. And, and, you know, they don't have to worry. I mean, everyone's got to worry, but you know, we'd like to reduce that worry or minimize that worry as much as we can. And yeah, uh, we totally feel the responsibility. You yeah. know, we have five employees and their families. It's not just us. It's, there's, a, there's a crowd of us now that we have to take care of. Yeah. So yeah, it was a, it was a real bummer. Like I had, I'd already kind of, you know, I'd got into my head, like I'd already like made the, you know, her coming on and being a part of the team, part of like the way I was looking at the company. So it's like, it was already kind of like losing, you know, losing one of our team members a little bit. Yeah. And she was so awesome too. Like I, that's, it's just, ah, that's a, that's a extra shitty thing. It wasn't just like we had found somebody who was sort of adequate. Like I was really excited about working with her, but. I think like I was telling Ben, I think I've been. You know, I've, I'd been in a little bit of denial that this whole situation was going to, you know, was going to like affect us, at least affect us strongly. And uh, yeah, it feels like over the last co- that last week or so, like I've been kind of, you know, you know, like the five stages of grief or whatever. Like, I feel like I'm in the de- denial. I was in the, de- the denial phase and I don't know if I'm, if I, I don't know if I'm moving to like anger or, or what, but, you know, I guess we'll see. But yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it's a lot to happen in such a short period of time. Like, well, like 30 days or, you know, a little over 30 days that we've been dealing with this and we go from, you know, moving into an outlook of hiring a new person. We had uh, some pretty cool, you know, like events lined up and things for this year. And then to go to like conferences basically don't exist anymore, (laughs) you know, and like everyone's going out of business. I feel like we should clarify that. Yeah, we're we're very much not going out of business. No, yeah. So we're talking about, when we're talking about, things affecting us at this point, like we're talking about a decrease in the, in new signups, mm-hmm. like they're still happening. They're just happening at a, at a decreased rate. And also like, 
you know, we don't have a ton of data. Um, yeah. we, we don't know, like this has been going on for a couple of weeks, so we don't really know how it's going to pan out in terms of that. It's like all things considered, like we're doing, I think we're like, we're doing pretty well. Like I know people who are taking much harder of a hit than we are. And, um, and it really sucks. And, you know, I hope, I hope we don't, you know, continue to see decline in growth like we are, but I think everyone's experiencing this to some extent by the, by now, like I can't imagine unless you're maybe zoom or, or Slack or, uh, or tuple, <laughs> um, right. shout out. But yeah, I mean, like, unless you're, unless you're just really lucky to be in one of those industries that is seeing a boom just from people working from home, like I cannot imagine you're not seeing a hit to your numbers at this point. So I think we're, I mean, you know, I, I think we're probably in the same boat as everyone and all things considered, like we're in a pretty good business. Like our actual business is a pretty good business to be in right now. I would, I think because like, we're, we're kind of one of the last things that people are going to would cut, you know, like you don't cut your air tracking unless it's pretty dire. Yeah. We were talking about like all the different ways um, we could like capitalize on this grand human tragedy. Right. <laughs> because like right now, um, like you really don't want churn and what causes churn errors. There you mm -hmm. go. So being the you know, cutthroat capitalist just, that we are, we, uh, yeah, I just think we should set like, just like set email to blast and just go like balls to the walls with it. Right. <laughs> Sadly, as we've learned, the other thing that causes churn is the whole cratering of the economy. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> but mostly errors. But mostly errors. <laughs> mostly errors. <laughs> if you had a lot of errors, then the economy could crater even worse. So you don't want to have errors. Mm -hmm. That's true. Right. But, you know, we have been affected by COVID in other ways, not just our revenue and not just our, the state of our minds, but also and how we do conclaves. So we talked about that before and how we get together. We meet at our secret vault, literally a bank vault in Olympia, Washington. And uh, not a good chat. idea under the current circumstances. Like, <laughs> I think a vault, want to, a vault is right? the last place that we all want to be in, together. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We were already worried about the limited air supply. And now, now it's just too much of a risk. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I don't know if they have like some, so, some like uh, heavy duty, duty filters in there. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. So, in, in order to uh, be wise and, uh, and to heed our fine governor's admonition to stay home, we have decided to not do our conclave in person this quarter and instead uh, try an online version. And we did that this past week. So, every day, Monday through Thursday, we spent an hour and a half talking about a different aspect of the business. We talked about finances and, and product and marketing and, and then did our typical uh, quarterly plan. And I think the whole process went really well. I really mm -hmm. enjoyed I mean, it was a bummer not to be able to be in person and yeah. hang out with my fine co-founders, but uh, it was quite nice, actually. I liked, I liked it. Yeah, I did too. Now, there's a couple of things I liked about it specifically, which are like, first of all, an hour and a half a day for four days. Like you're approaching each topic sort of with a fresh mind and you've had a chance to sort of sleep on the previous day's discussion. Whereas like in a normal conclave, like we, when we talk about all this stuff, like basically towards the end of it, we're all really kind of tired and itching to get out of there. And so, you know, it's a real, it's hard to, to give the things that you talk about later in the day, the same, the same level of attention. And then also just from a, just from sort of a logistical point of view, like I really like the I liked what we did in terms of 
the way we had like Zoom going in one window and then another window, we had a, our sort of conclave mm-hmm. document open in Notion, which allows collaborative editing. And I imagine you could do the same thing in like Google Docs or whatever, but uh, it essentially allowed us to, we started with our typical, it's just kind of like a skeleton of a, of a document, you know, it just has sort of the headings. And then as the meeting progressed, um, we just kind of like filled it in. And it was really nice because like, as one person was talking, the other person, you know, if they had like something they wanted to add to that, you could add it as a little item in the list. So then you didn't forget to say it or. Yeah. And it felt more efficient. We've always, it did. And it's like, we, we kind of have done that in our in-person meetings too. Like I, I have had that document open, but it's just not as, yeah. Like when you're sort of in a, conference room talking, it's like, you're not really in a good position to, I don't know, yeah. it's, it, it, it discourages you from sort of like looking at your screen and typing when somebody else is talking because you're ignoring them. Right. But with this setup, it's, uh, yeah, you're actually paying attention to them because they're like right there. I, I definitely agree that, you know, we have a better note taking and, and a better, I think, capturing of the, the things we talked about because we were right there in Notion writing things down as we're talking about them versus, yeah, like I said, it's, it's uncomfortable and kind of awkward to be chatting with someone face to face and then, you know, look down at your keyboard and start typing whatever you were just talking about. But having, yeah. you know, the way that I set up my screen is I had the, the, Notion, the Zoom window like right under my webcam, you know, so I'm kind of looking at you mm-hmm. and the camera at the same time. And then I had uh, Notion like right under that. So it was all my same vertical line of view. And so it was really easy for me to just look up and down quickly and I don't have to feel like I'm ignoring you when I'm typing something. Yeah. Oh, that's a good idea. So, you know, like once this crisis ends and we can go back to meeting in person, like I really, I just want to suggest like one way we could maybe keep some of that is that so we get a really big mirror and we put it on the wall and then we all sit on the same side of the conference table facing the mirror. And then that way, yeah, that way we can look at each other and look at and, you know, be typing at the same time. Or we could just not get together and just keep doing it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, that's like, that's I like music to my introvert uh, <laughs> heart there, to my introvert ears. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, we, we really like each other, but we don't really have to be, we out. don't really like each other. I mean, <laughs> not like, you know, in person like. In person like, is that a new? <laughs> that's like, that's like. It's a new level of it's relationship. It's like the new right? like, There's, like. It's, it's like in person. Exactly. I don't like in person like you. I just like Twitter like I, I you. I Zoom like you, but I don't really in person like you. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, it's like are you willing to be exposed to somebody's droplets? Yeah. No. yeah. Nobody. <laughs> I saw a saw tweet the other day. It was some some woman she said you know guys now you have to learn how to court again because you know you can't just come up to me and and say whatever right now you have to actually you know come up with something to to write to me yeah and uh, in fact in fact i think you need to start getting on that poetry right now (laughs) (laughs) i saw some there was some story uh, i saw i don't know clickbait story i saw in passing recently where a guy like asked a girl out with his drone like on the other building, you know, the building, it was like a high rise or something, high rise apartments. Like that's getting pretty, nice. that's getting pretty, uh, clever. Pretty clever. Yeah. Maybe it's just me, but I think both of those are terrible <laughs> ideas. <laughs> like they're both the sort of thing. It's like, I don't know. I just feel like you need to wear a fedora hat when you um, do either. <laughs> no, of those. I mean, you, you could wear the fedora, but should never know, or that, you know, they'd never know. I think what you would probably want to do is put the fedora on your drone. Can I tell you all a funny story? 
Sure. It's kind of related to this. <laughs> first of all, I'm sorry. I, I missed it for, it took a second for that to sink in because it was, there was so much awesomeness. It took a while to sink uh-huh. in, but yes, the fedora, fedora on a drone, road, yeah. that's, that's the best thing. That's the best thing. As long as it's also like vaping. Maybe that's our next um, product. So <laughs> there you go. So when I was in college, I did an internship in, um, at, uh, Los Alamos and like, you know, they, they had like all the people in dorm settings, uh, in, in a dorm setup, right? And this one guy was really interested in this one girl, except the guy, like, the guy was like, you know, a pretty typical, like, like nerdy, like, you know, I don't know, like 19 year old guy. Didn't really have the best ideas about how to go like around, uh, how to get around to like getting to know this girl. And so what he did is he, bribed her roommate to let her into his room and then he stole her dresser and then left a trail of clues about how she could find the dresser. This does not sound like and it as when, well. <laughs> when she, she followed the trail of clues and found the dresser and he was like waiting there with um, roses and she was just livid. <laughs> I was. it was her dresser. <laughs> Somebody stole her dresser with her clothes in it. I mean, so that's about the level. It's not creepy if you take the entire dresser. (laughs) There you go. So (laughs) it's like that's what I'm thinking of when I think of like poetry in terms of like you know. That's the next level. (laughs) Like he would have written some poetry for her, I think. Um, Yeah. So the conclave went great, and I don't know. I feel like we did a great job of planning, and I guess we should maybe talk about sort of our general maybe approach that we we took for dealing with this economic situation you know we've got sort of this two stage situation right we've got this immediate sort of like pandemic everybody's quarantine scenario and then like after that we've got this longer term economic downturn that's um, going to be prompted by the fact that like as of this recording like 16 million people have filed for unemployment and by next week it's probably going to be like by the time you get this it's probably going to be like 100 million or something i don't know so we decided basically you know right now sort of for the duration of this this crisis like one thing that we really need to keep an eye on is churn right because like if churn stays the same um like we're good like we can just you know like growth can go down um like growth could even go to half of what it is or a quarter of what we've been dealing with or, you know, growth could even go to zero and we'd be, we'd be fine for a long, long time, you know, assuming like churn stays about what it has been, assuming we don't have like huge upticks and cancellations or downgrades or um, stuff like that. So that's, that's kind of like what we're um, focusing on. So we're going to be doing a couple of sort of immediate measures to uh, just little things to try and, you know, get that down in terms of like, okay, we're going to look at our you know, credit card decline churn, see if we can get that down anyway. We're talking about options we can offer people who might have just, you know, straight up canceled their account to let them pause their account or maybe do, you know, other things. I think the, the overarching, like the, the thing that we're really, I mean, if you just simplify it all, it just comes back to focus on your customer. Pretty much everything we talked about is just basically like, how do we focus on helping our customers? And, you know, part of that is, you know, that helps retention because, you know, if, you know, the more we help our customers, hopefully the more that they can get out of Honey Badger and 
stick around. Like we even talked, one of the other things we talked about was even just, you know, for people that are really struggling, just cutting them a break. You know, it's, it's probably better. It's better for us and them, you know, for, for us, you know, us all to take a little hit and keep the customer versus losing the customer entirely. And then they don't have air tracking and we don't have a customer. Um, you know, honestly, it just seems like the decent thing to do too. Yeah. Like if it's not costing us a ton of money to service those accounts and people are le- like companies are legitimately going through like a really tough time, but they might emerge at the end of six months. Like why wouldn't we want to help people out in those mm-hmm. circumstances? Like, you know, it's yeah. like, yeah, it's good business too. Cause like, hopefully there'll be still be a customer and they'll like us, but I don't know. It just seems decent. Yeah. It's just, it's just being a good human, right? Yeah. Like, yeah. It, yeah. And that's how we've always run the business is trying to be kind to our customers. And yeah, we've had customers come to us and say, yeah, my revenue just went to zero. Can you cut me a break? And it's like, oh yeah, you can totally use a service for free for six months. You know? Mm-hmm. And so that's, I think just part of how we operate, like you said. Yeah. One of the more interesting things we talked about had to do with, so in addition to the the sort of like churn avoidance stuff. We, you know, we also talked about ways that we can grow revenue in this time. And one interesting thing we talked about was sort of our, our pricing page and maybe our approach to pricing and sort of making our free plan more prominent. Cause right now we have a free plan. It's just kind of like stuck down at, at the bottom. And it's funny because like one of our competitors, I think it maybe Josh or somebody was uh, posted in, in Slack today. It's like, oh yeah, they're offering this like, special discounted yeah, it's like a $1 um, plan plan for yeah for like you know companies impacted by this thing and ben was like yeah that's like that's not as nice as our normal free plan yeah. that's the that's the real thing like our free plan is is like better than a lot of the like you know starting paid tiers of our competitors so we probably should do a little bit of better job at promoting that yeah so we'll just <laughs> put that first and call it the we'll call it the rece- the, the you know stimulus plan <laughs> Yeah, and then with an asterisk. By the way, this is our normal free plan. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just a little showbiz. A little showbiz never hurt anybody. Hey, yeah, that's what marketing is about, right? You yeah, gotta, you got to call out your strengths. Mm-hmm. It is kind of nice to be in a position though to help help people out. Versus, you know, even if it's like you know, we've helped out a few projects that are dealing with like COVID response. We've also yep. helped out a few customers who are like inundated right now with uh, you know with like extra traffic because. They happen to be in one of those segments that is just overwhelmed, you know, like like uh, food delivery, for for example. So right. we've been able to like you know work with people to cut them breaks on uh, like uh, data rates and stuff. That yeah. feels good. Well, and in general, just being kind during during this time. Like we had the one customer this week who accidentally sent us eight million error <laughs> notifications. And they're on one of our smaller plans Mm -hmm. and they're like, you know, holy cow, it's going to cost us thousands of dollars. It's like, no, don't worry about it. You know, it's no big deal. Like (laughs) if you found the problem, you fixed it. Like, it's okay. You know, like they don't need that stress in their lives right now. So, yeah. Please, please don't do it too often. Please please don't do it again. (laughs) It's just not an invitation. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. But that's just kind of how we roll at Honey Badger. Mm Mm-hmm. But one thing that I thought of last night, again, speaking of, you know, sleeping on things between conclave days, you know, we talked about our, our plans yesterday and our, and our final day of the conclave. And I was thinking about it last night and this morning. It's like, you know, because we were talking about, well, what can we do to try and increase revenue, come, come out stronger at the end of this time? And, you know, maybe six months now, 12 months from now, where, how are we going to be better positioned? And yesterday I was kind of, because kind of a down day for me, I, mm-hmm. I was, you know, just concerned about our revenues and concerned about 
the economy and concerned yeah. about what's going to happen the next Same six here. months. And, and that thing that kind of occurred to me was like, you know what, I should just relax a bit because there's really nothing dramatic that we can do. Like we can't control the situation in any way, right? We, we, we can't stop the pain that the great, greater economy is feeling. We can't prevent a lot of our customers from having that same pain. You know, there's nothing like we can say, oh, we're going we're gonna to have this new marketing initiative that's going to get X new customers or increase revenue by yeah. X percent. This is our plan and that's our goal. And it's like, yeah, well, that's just not going to work right now. Just, yeah. <laughs> so just relax, like uh, take, take it easy. They don't put such pressure on yourself to come up with solutions for all the world's problems or even just our problems, right? Yeah. Sounding, that's sounding like acceptance, Ben. Oh, maybe, maybe I am coming to Yeah, I, I'm like jumping between <laughs> acceptance weird... and just like screaming terror, but... <laughs> <laughs> so we'll see it's it's there's spiking like the market like, right now <laughs> there's a kind of like a mindset that i know that i've had in the past and i think it's just kind of like a very american sort of hollywood mindset which is you know it's like that movie with the rock and uh the earthquakes right i think Did, i've seen what's that those. do you know what that movie's called i don't know aftershock i don't know i'm just I, it's, it's one of those got, end of the world it's gotta be called uh, end of the world movies though right yeah, it's yeah. one of the ones where like San Francisco is just like, you know, calved off of the United States and falls into the ocean and, and everything. Yeah. And like, as a, the earth is like shattering apart, the rock is, you know, jumping onto helicopters and stuff. <laughs> and, and it's like, that's not real. It's like, you know, when that happens, you're not going to be an action hero. Like if California goes in the ocean, like, and you're in California, you're going in the ocean. <laughs> right? Mm -hmm unless you just get really lucky. And so, yeah, like I feel like there's this tendency, it's like, okay, there's this recession, there's like all this stuff happening, like I've got to figure out my escape from it where I'm gonna be super clever. And it's like, maybe you will, maybe you'll escape from it. If you do, it's, I would almost venture to say it's probably more due to luck than anything else because there's a hundred other people as clever as you who are trying to do the same thing. It came up with just as good a plan who aren't gonna get lucky. So I think acceptance is, is an okay thing to have. It's a noble goal. It is. Everybody should be reading Epictetus. I'm just saying all my listeners should. My listeners, because, you know, my podcast. And <laughs> so speaking, speaking of reading, so <laughs> a couple of episodes ago, I mentioned that I had just finished reading Sphere. By Michael Crichton. I was like, you know, oh, yeah. maybe that, was that wasn't the best book to read, you know, being quarantined and, you know, locked into a house. Yeah. Kind of so what are you reading now? I was like, ha ha. So, so I just finished Andromeda Strain. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> uh, yeah. Also not recommended to reading during a quarantine. Big virus. Oh, are you doing this to yourself, What's going Ben? What's with you guys? Oh, I mean, you know, I just, I had this queue. I had this queue in my library, you know, because they do ebooks, yeah. uh, checkouts. And so, you just got to read them when they come up, right? You can't, mm -hmm. you can't determine when the book arrives. And it just so happened those two came up at, at this time. I was like, ugh. <laughs> That's because nobody else wanted them. Everybody else was returning them. Yeah. I don't know. There's, there's a, yes. I read there's a trend of people reading those right now. Just, you know, it's a, yeah. I don't know if we talked about that on the podcast or if it was in person somewhere, rare, but yeah, it's, it is, a, it's a good opportunity to really experience the visceral. It's much more visceral. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> On the flip side, I recently read Stillness is the Key, and uh, I recommended that to my wife, and she started reading it after coronavirus really got started getting bad. And she said that was a fantastic book to read during the quarantine or, nice. you know, 
Isolation Time. So okay, I can recommend that one. I started rereading that. So cool. do recommend. Yeah, maybe um, we can link to that in the show notes. We can also maybe link to the Epictetus Discourses sure. and Fragments, which is like, it's got its problems, but you know, it was written 2000 years ago. So if you can overlook those, it's, it's a pretty good book mm-hmm. about this stuff. In addition to books, I've really been enjoying listening to Chopin. Like I'm not usually a super classical music-y person, but Chopin is that sort of a, a Polish, I think, pianist who did all these piano pieces that sound like Basically, they're in the score of every like World War II movie um, where it's like as, you know, okay, here's a scene like you're in Paris, the bombs are falling, these historical beautiful churches are getting blown apart like in slow motion with no sound and it's just like a piano song in the background that um, sort of summarizes it. So that's Chopin, that song. And so I've been like listening to this, walking around um, my neighborhood in Seattle. It's everybody's got their face masks on. <laughs> it's like nothing's open, and you know, and the sun's Explain. coming down beautifully. Just think, yeah, yeah, just like thinking about the, uh, you know, just I don't know. It's just it captures this moment of like how sort of beautiful and like at the same time completely screwed up everything is, and it's really good. I've enjoyed I'm, that. I'm totally gonna listen to Chopin on my next trip to the grocery store. Although I heard you're not supposed to you like should. have your headphones in in case you like bump into someone or something like that. So maybe I'll, I'll, I'll leave the, the noise cancellation off and just uh, let a little well, sound if you in. Don't, if you don't have the, um, if you don't have the noise cancellation, how are you going to filter out the germs that get into your ears? Are we to the doom and gloom yet? Oh, I thought that was or is, the, is that what we've been doing? <laughs> I don't know. We could... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I thought we had like, I think we got it in the back. Like we started, we started the doom and gloom and we went down to the trough of misery and now we're up at the, the final resolution where everyone is happy. Yeah. Like it's act three, everything is wrapped up and it's a happily ever after. Are you happy, Ben? I'm, I'm so happy. <laughs> as a, as a single tear. <laughs> <laughs> a single tear. As, as the, as the film goes to black and white and I look out the window. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll all make it through this. We're all in it together. And, uh, I think, yeah, like all things considered, you know, we've, we've still got it pretty good, I think. Heck oh, yeah. 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 And, um, like I, I'll totally like share my, my 25 pound bag of lentils with you guys. <laughs> Cause you. I don't really like lentils anyway, <laughs> but I bought it for some reason. Yeah. I mean, yeah, things are, I mean, if you think about it, things are fantastic. Like out of all the employees and family at Honey Badger, none of us are sick mm-hmm. or have gotten sick. We did have, you know, one trip to the ER recently, but that was resolved and everyone's healthy and well there. We have plenty of food and water and our houses are nice and comfy. Yep. Like, the sun's shining outside the, currently. And the weather is beautiful here in the North. That's where I'm headed. Like, and you know, to be honest, like... Pacific Northwest, not a bad place to ride this out because like, uh, from what I understand, like the hospitals in Seattle at least never got to capacity, unlike say, you know, New York mm-hmm. or wherever, like yeah. people, despite some, you know, issues, like I think people for the most part have been taking it seriously. And like, I'm, I'm really proud of like Seattleites and everything for, for doing it. And people are trying to, yeah, yeah. I, I think, I think overall, yes, I am actually very happy, like, yeah. uh, counting they're so counting your blessings is amazing. Like just, last night I read mm-hmm. something that's like, just list 10 things you're thankful for. And yeah. so 
I started listing that. And of course I got past 10 pretty quickly. Right. I just, I just kept going. It's like, yeah, that feels pretty good. So yeah, life is good. Yeah. Yeah. And I think long-term, like if we, you know, making it through this with a business, even with a business intact, I don't want to say it doesn't get worse than this, but this is pretty, this is pretty heavy to make it through this and, uh, and come out the other side. Like this is experience <laughs> that we're getting right now. And I think we talked yeah, about like, it might be a little too early to start talking about talking that way. Josh. Uh, yeah. I well, I'm not, wanna, I'm not saying I got a yeah. real, you know, about those old stories about the gods punishing, uh, hubris. Listen, we, we were, we were born in the great, we were free. born in the great recession star. We, <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> you said you, you made a joke of like being like forged in the darkness. Like we, we were made for this. <laughs> That's funny. You and I have made the same joke like five I times. <laughs> each other. It's, we're both going insane. <laughs> so I, while I agree, it is a bit premature to say there's a happy ending because yeah, we're, we're still in the, in the I wasn't it, saying right? there's a happy for a while. ending. I'm just, yeah, I was just saying it's. I, but I'm ever the optimist. I'm optimistic. There will be a happy ending. And I think that's, I think that's what you were saying. It's like, yes, we will, we'll survive. You know, we will get through it. And hopefully one be of the stronger. I think is just, yeah. And, and I just love, fr frankly, having co-founders. I'm glad I'm not alone. I'm glad I have uh, the two of you to go through this process to, you know, to be oh, supportive. And, Likewise. Yeah, so thanks. I'm glad I feel the same way. I'm optimistic too. Like I kind of have this, my optimism is often misunderstood. I feel like, you know, my optimism doesn't always take the form of like, you know, this is going to be like, everything's going to be okay and work out. In the end, my optimism takes the form of like, it may or may not work out. We'll do our best. Even if it doesn't work out, like we'll be fine. Sometimes things don't work out. So, you know what? I'm, you know, I really hope yeah. that Honey Badger is going to work out. I'm going to do everything I can to make sure it does. Ultimately, you know, like once once we've done everything we can, everything that's in our power, that's all we can do. And you know, we'll be good. I'm pretty sure there's been like like social studies done that that you have to be irrationally optimistic in order to even start a business. <laughs> So, um, totally. Yeah. We're there. <laughs> we're there. Yeah. Yeah. Let's, uh, have institutionalized optimism with honey badger. Just put that in a bottle and sell it. Yeah. Let's, uh, write that in policy. Can we put that in our policies? <laughs> Just yes. <to> make <laughs> we value optimism. Notify our employees that, um, they are required to be optimistic. <laughs> you must for the eight hours or however many hours, 30 hours a week they're on the clock. Instead of having a performance improvement plan as part of our HR policies, we will have an optimism improvement plan. Ah, uh, well, I, maybe we should sign off. I feel like we're getting to time. We've kind of rambled a bit. And yeah, I think uh, this was in the bag. All right. Well, it was great talking with y'all. And please go uh, give us a review if you're bored because you, you know, have nothing to do all day in your apartment. If you want to write for us, you know, for similar reasons, we're still um, accepting, you know, we're still working with authors to create great content, um, Ruby and Elixir. And, you know, maybe we might branch out and do some like React tutorials, like not as a main, just like as a little test. Mm -hmm. Maybe um, some so node. If you're like, maybe some node. Like if you're like really top notch at those and you want to like write for us, check out our write for us page. You can go to our blog and um, in the, the top nav, there's a little link that says write for us. And that will tell you how to get in touch with me and like what you need to provide. And yeah, so that's that's it. Everybody stay safe and uh, talk to you next week. 
ThunderQuest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at HoneyBadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to FounderQuestPodcast.com. That's one word. You can access our huge back catalog or sign up for our newsletter to get exclusive VIP content. FounderQuest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.